I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Dan Myler, host of the longest-running Dynasty fantasy football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year-round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same, helping you build the ultimate Dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price, each week year-round for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. down everybody welcome back to the station welcome back to the channel y'all know who it is it's your boy ray g you can find me down below on twitter at ray gq i appreciate you stopping by the channel if it's your first time here welcome make sure you engage with the good people below and if you like the content hit the thumbs up button like it and then subscribe to the youtube channel would greatly appreciate that but most importantly honestly engage with the good people below dope community awesome people great feedback everybody trying to help each other out to be better in this crazy game of dynasty fantasy football that we love and we play but it's time to dive into my top 10 running back rankings for my cornerstone players and let me be very specific let me lay this out to everybody out there. Every time I post one of these, oh my God, how did you leave off Patrick Mahomes? Why did you leave off Derrick Henry? Cornerstone rankings. I only look at young foundational pieces for your dynasty roster. That does not mean that a player like Alvin Kamara is bad, that a player like Dalvin Cook is what. I'm not saying any of that. I'm looking at three draft classes in particular. The current rookies, 2021, the previous rookie class, 2020, and the upcoming rookie class of 2022 to see which of these young players do you want to build your team around. So let me just start that off by saying this because I'm assuming what most people do is they just look at the thumbnail, oh my God, you don't have this player, and then it's moaning and complaining and bitching. Three classes, 2020, 2021, and 2022, who are the top 10 players in these rankings, and the rankings go deeper than top 10, but I'm only giving you 10. If you want the full list, you want to see everybody, ADP data, rookie draft data, all kinds of stuff, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk is the place to be, but let's kick this thing off at the number one spot. It should come to no surprise to anybody, and if you are shocked or surprised, you've been living under a rock. It's Jonathan Taylor. JT, absolute 
stud. I, I said this a video ago on a podcast. I honestly, in my lifetime of watching running backs, I've only seen a couple of just prospects better than what Jonathan Taylor is. Adrian Peterson being one of them, LaDainian Tomlinson watching him play, and Saquon Barkley, just as far as what they can do on the field, their talent, their skill set. A lot of people were concerned about JT coming out of Wisconsin because he didn't catch the ball a ton during his collegiate career. Doesn't matter. He can catch the ball. He's great in the NFL at doing that, and he's the best running back in the league. I know Derrick Henry is hurt, but Jonathan Taylor, head for head, give me JT over Derrick Henry, and I love the human tank that is Derrick Henry. Jonathan Taylor, for me, outside of Justin Herbert, he sits atop of my cornerstone ranking. Superflex is the format that I traditionally play in 99.9% uh, .9 of the time. So outside of Justin Herbert, when you're talking about young players, I wouldn't take a Joe Burrow. I wouldn't take any of the rookie quarterbacks. I wouldn't take a wide receiver. Jonathan Taylor is the top spot for me. And when you look at his advanced analytics, all of these courtesy of my good friends, Matt Kelly, Josh Larkey, Cody Carpentier, uh, Anand Enduri from Player Profiler, playerprofiler.com is where I get all of my advanced analytics from. Best place to do that is fantastic. Uh, but you see, all you see is like number ones and number twos all over the place. That's exactly what you want. Expected points added, number one in the NFL. Dominant rating, number one in the NFL. Yards created, 1,129, number one in the NFL. Yards created per touch, 4.08 yards created per touch by Jonathan Taylor, second in the NFL. Number one in juke rate, number one in avoided tackles, top 10 in breakaway run rate, 17 breakaway runs, yards per touch, sixth in the NFL. He leads the NFL in rushing yards, uh, goal line carries. This is exactly what you want to see from a cornerstone running back. Number Like, he's the guy. He's the best running back in football. Jonathan Taylor, no-brainer. Do not have to spend a lot of time at the 101 spot or the RB1 spot in my cornerstone rankings uh, than, than with Jonathan Taylor. He's the number one guy. Got to start off with JT. At number two, who is running back number two in my cornerstone rankings? There he is. There goes the man, D. Swizzy, DeAndre Swift, two players from the 2020 class. Leading up to the 2020 NFL draft, I had DeAndre Swift as my RB1 for months. Ended up flipping Jonathan Taylor as the top dog going into the draft. And we all know what happened with the catastrophe. The Kansas City Chiefs handpicking Clyde Edwards Elaire as, you know, the, the, the chosen one, the first running back off the board, last pick in the first round, has not come to fruition. DeAndre Swift, stud, was great at Georgia. He's awesome in the NFL. Suffered that shoulder injury on Thanksgiving Day, so we have not seen him play football in a couple of weeks, but I don't care. He's the RB2 in Dynasty, in my personal opinion. Uh, there aren't any, any other running backs besides Jonathan Taylor that I would prefer uh, to DeAndre Swift. Now, when you look at his advanced analytics, right, his advanced metrics, not as clean, not as pretty as Jonathan Taylor, and I'm just focusing on the running plays right now. DeAndre Swift, PPR monster. His receptions, what he does in the receiving game is incredible, right? You want to see him sort of pick up, you know, yards per carry, 51st in the NFL. Juke rate. We know DeAndre Swift has a dead, nasty, dead leg. I want to see that juke rate improve a little bit. 27.6%, 27th in the NFL. Avoided tackles, top 15 in the NFL. You like it. Seven breakaway runs. 
top 15 in the NFL. Dominator rating, seventh in the league. So despite the fact that he's not doing it consistently between the tackles, he's still dominating because he's such a good receiver. Yards created, second in the NFL, only two a la Jonathan Taylor, 781 yards created on the season, yards per touch, third in the NFL, only a couple of spots behind Jonathan Taylor. Just an incredible, incredible running back, and you look at his formation-specific plays, the issue is Detroit's offensive line. I know they drafted Penn A. Sewell, Frank Ragnow, uh, one of the top offensive linemen in the league, out for the season. This is, this is where he struggles, right? Uh, and, and he's not even facing you know, one of the highest rate of average defenders in the box. Shotgun carry rate, 37%, 32nd in the NFL, uh, 35th in the NFL on a light front carry rate. So they're crowding the line of scrimmage saying, I dare you to beat us with Jared Goff. And we all know Jared Goff cannot do that. So it's, it makes it very difficult for any of the Detroit Lions running backs to, to create and to do things out of the backfield from a traditional running back standpoint. But the reason why you love DeAndre Swift in fantasy football is because he gives you that production through the air. Fantastic receiving running back. Probably the best pass-catching running back amongst my top 10 cornerstone rankings. Uh, top 10 running backs in my cornerstone rankings. It's not even a probably. He is. Jonathan Taylor, stud on the ground and through the air. DeAndre Swift, there's areas of improvement on the ground. And if he does that in year two, in year three, year four... To the moon for DeAndre Swift, but what he brings you, the value, is in the passing game. DeAndre Swift, absolute stud. All right, now we start to get to some dissension, right? I think we're going to start to disagree, maybe agree, and here we go. My RB3, Najee Harris, Pittsburgh Steelers rookie Najee Harris. I think he's sixth in the NFL in rushing yards of the season. First overall draft pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers in round one of this 2020 NFL draft class. I saw, it was a good tweet, I got to be honest, it was a good tweet. The Pittsburgh Steelers let James Conner walk just to turn around and draft a running back in round one. And besides youth, maybe a little more speed, I don't know how much of a difference there is between James Conner and Najee Harris, but what Najee Harris is doing is commanding the ball. He is getting all the work, and that's going to continue for the foreseeable future. Najee Harris definitely is a top-five dynasty running back, and when we take a look at his advanced analytics... You'll see just how good he's been, despite a lot of people. A lot of people on Twitter want to tell you that Najee Harris has been bad this year. He's not good. Look at his yards per carry. That Pittsburgh offensive line is not good. Let's, let's use a little bit of common sense here when we're talking about Najee Harris, all right? So true yards per carry rate, not good. 3.657%. Uh, that, 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 is, that is not good. Stacked front carry rate, Najee Harris, 15th in the NFL. 18.4% of his runs come from a stacked front. They are crowding the line of scrimmage, saying, Ben Roethlisberger, you cannot beat us deep. Najee Harris, 4th in the NFL in avoided tackles. He is doing, he is making the most happen with the least around him. Offensive line, not good. Breakaway run rate, 46th in the NFL, not good. Six breakaway runs. We want to see that improve as well. Yards created. This is what not. This is why I'm so high on Najee Harris. Fourth in the NFL in yards created with 740. Uh, he's doing everything humanly possible behind an inefficient offensive line and an aged quarterback. He's not even aging. Ben Roethlisberger is aged. You like the seven goal line carries, which places him eighth in the NFL. Dominator rating, ninth in the NFL. Top 10, 29.1%. Najee Harris is doing it through the air, and he's doing what he can on the ground when given that volume, and that is why I am still very bullish, still very high on Najee Harris. 
Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin, they they don't they do not deploy a multiple back scheme. It's one of the few spots in the NFL where the lead guy is getting all the work on the ground and through the air. And as long as Najee Harris is healthy and cemented into that lead back role, you cannot have him outside of your top five dynasty running backs. I don't give a shit what you think about how good he is, yards created, all of that. Throw all the numbers out there you want. If he's getting the ball 90% of the time, you ride that production for the next four to five years into the salts of the earth, and you roll with Najee Harris. So Najee Harris... My RB3 in my cornerstone ranks, but it was it was a tough decision. It was a tough decision because uh, number four, I mean, he's picking up the steam, and you can easily see him being as a top two, top three guy in Dynasty. I'm talking about the human juggernaut, the human juggernaut, Javonta Williams from the Denver Broncos. I love Javonta Williams. Love him. He's dope. Throughout the entire pre-draft process, he was my RB2 ahead of Travis Etienne, only behind Najee Harris. Uh, my play style comparison for Javonta Williams, which seems to be kind of accurate, man, and, and it's Javonta Williams with a little more juice, is what I said. Compared him to Marion Barber with more juice. And when you look at their advanced, their advanced testing numbers and their metrics, pretty damn close, just a beast. And for those of y'all who are a little young and don't know who Marion Barber is, was he a good running back? Go, go peep the highlights. Get on YouTube, check out the highlights. Marion the Barbarian was an absolute beast, bulldozer uh, in the same mold of a Javonta Williams or Javonta Williams in the same mold of a Marion Barber. And right now, I know a lot of people don't like the Denver situation, but I think it could be a good thing for Williams. That combination of Melvin Gordon and Javonta Williams, you talk about excited as we are for like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Uh, this this could be like a better version of that. I mean, Javonta Williams and Melvin Gordon together, just good luck having to deal with that week in and week out. Uh, I believe Williams is top 12 in the NFL in rushing yards, if I'm not mistaken, and you can look that up. But avoided tackles eighth in the league with 58. Juke rate 14th in the league. The yards per touch 14th in the league. Uh, yards created fifth in the NFL, and he's not even getting the full workload. Uh, defenders in the box, hey, he doesn't have to face a, a stacked front because they've got so many pass-catching weapons outside. 7.1% of the time he's facing a stacked box. That's 45th in the NFL. That's great for a running back like Williams. And look at this, light front carry rate, 69.3%, 10th in the NFL. Good luck trying to stop Javonta Williams when you don't even when you don't even put defenders down in the box and you're just going with base formation uh, 21.4% of the time. Uh, yards created per touch, fourth in the NFL, 3.86. Remember Jonathan Taylor sitting there at 4.03, 4.08, something like that. Uh, this is just, this is incredible. He's good. 18.8% dominator rating, 28%, 28th in the NFL. Javonta Williams, I know everybody's like Williams to the moon in 2022. If 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 Melvin Gordon is out of the picture 100%, of, of course Javonta Williams is going to go nuclear. But I, I honestly don't think that he and Melvin Gordon sharing the backfield is a bad thing. Yes, fantasy gamers, I know you're going to be sick because you're not going to get that Najee Harris type volume, but it keeps them fresh. It's hard to defend that. And if they get an upgrade at the quarterback position in 2022, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, it's it's going to be it's it's going to be a dangerously scary offense with these two running backs, with those wide receivers, and an upgraded quarterback. Yeah, good things, good things in line for Javonta Williams. Now let's take a look at RB5. 
I got to go with Antonio Gibson, but I just have to come out and say I am not all the way there on Antonio Gibson. Love him. Check the receipts. Been out there. Love me and some Antonio Gibson. Leads the NFL in fumbles right now. That's a problem. He was benched for part of the game on Sunday when the football team was trying to come back versus my Dallas Cowboys. When he's getting the work and he's and he's humming, he's awesome, man. He can catch the ball. He's got the size. He's got the speed. I, I just... I don't know. I'm not all the way there on Gibson, but you got to have him as a top five cornerstone running back, especially when you're talking about the, these three class sample size that we're looking at. Yards per touch, 49th in the league. Uh, true yards per carry rate. I mean, it's, it looks like Najee Harris, right? Third in the NFL in avoided tackles, which is great. Breakaway run rate, 3.9%, 31st in the league. Juke rate, a little low. Yards created, top 10, nine, uh, 592, top 10, not bad. Yards created per touch, 41st in the NFL. Goal line carries, only 5, 18th in the NFL. Average defenders in the box, he also is not facing uh, a high stacked front rate, 5.8% of the time. That's 52nd for number 52 in the NFL. I mean, he's got... He's got, he's got room. Light front carry rate, 23rd in the NFL, 61.2%. They are not stacking the box on Antonio Gibson. Running a lot out of the shotgun, 12th in the NFL. Uh, you know, dominator rating, 14th in the league. I just, I, I, I'm just, I'm not there yet. It's hard to explain it. I think he's a good running back, but in my opinion, the tear break is Javonta Williams. The tear break is Javonta Williams, and then it's a tear down. And we're not even talking about the Austin Ecklers, the Alvin Kamaras, Saquon Barkley's, Christian McCaffrey's. We're not even including those guys in here. Uh, I think he's a tick below these players, which means he's a couple of ticks below some of those guys, depending on where you fall as far as your dynasty acquisition of some of those, you know, fourth, fifth year running backs. Fine player, not all the way there on Antonio Gibson, but I, I found it hard to place anybody else after him, above him. The only other person I thought about doing it with is the next player, uh, my RB6 in my Cornerstone rankings, who is out for the season. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Check it out. NFL football is finally back, baby, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Cowboys tickets or Rams tickets or Cardinals tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in, in purchase price. Listen, I know you want to go to a Cowboys game here in Texas, or you want to go see those awful Jaguars play on the road. TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Debbie today and use the promo code Debbie to save $10 off your first order for those Dallas Cowboy tickets or whatever your favorite NFL team tickets are. Is J.K. Dobbins. And again, this one is, is you're projecting forward. He looked great in the preseason. And when I look at this Baltimore team and I see Devonta Freeman, 
I see Latavius Murray. I see flashes from Tyson Williams when he played. All I can think is if that were J.K. Dobbins, that's a house call. If this were J.K. Dobbins, he's taking that 50 yards. If this were J.K. Dobbins, he picks up that first down. I know that Baltimore does not target the running back out of the backfield a ton, but when I'm talking about just running the ball, go getting it, goal line carries, the work that should be going to a Gus Edwards or a Dobbins right now, uh, it, it's hard for me not to get excited. And uh, these advanced analytics, of course, uh, come from uh, last season. This isn't uh, – we have nothing this year. But yards per carry, he was first. Yards per touch, third. Breakaway runs, fourth in the NFL. Uh, fifth in juke rate. Yards created per touch, he was 14th at 2.94. Game script, number one. They want to run the ball. Baltimore, that's what they want to do. And he was doing this while facing the most, you know, top 10 average defenders in the box, seventh. 7.2 defenders in the box. Base front carry rate, 51.5%, fourth in the NFL. Shotgun carry rate, that's what the Lamar Jackson offense wants to do. It's that college zone read offense, number one in the NFL. Listen, this is just, I'm projecting forward with J.K. Dobbins. And projecting forward with J.K. Dobbins is a 13, 14, 1,500-yard rusher in that offense with Lamar Jackson. That's that's what I'm projecting. He's he he could he could be a perennial 1300 yard running back every single season. He's Yeezy, Yeezy, Yeezus, all of that. I'm getting confused here. A 13 to 14, 1500 yard rusher in that offense, 10 touchdowns per season for a J.K. Dobbins is well within his range. And if he can get work in the passing game, which we see Devonta Freeman actually catching a couple of passes in Baltimore. The sky's the limit for Dobbins. He's going to be one of my most heavily targeted running backs this offseason trying to acquire him, especially during rookie draft time. I want me some J.K. Dobbins because uh, I believe in the talent. Uh, I think he's a stud. Uh, he just he just needs to be healthy. Torn his ACL early enough to where he should be full go by training camp. So I'm all in on J.K. Dobbins. Love him. RB7. Let's go rookie. Elijah Mitchell. Told y'all. Told y'all Elijah Mitchell was going to be this year's version of James Robinson. Called that shit before anybody was talking about him. And when he's on the field, he's awesome. He put Trey Sermon in a body bag, buried him six feet deep. It's over for Trey Sermon in San Francisco. When Elijah Mitchell is healthy and on the field, he is the primary ball carrier in San Francisco, along with Debo Samuel. It's Elijah Mitchell. The issue is he's just been banged up as of late. So let's get Elijah Mitchell healthy. Uh, I believe he's like top 10 in the NFL in rushing yards. Uh, you see the game script is positive for them, eighth in the NFL. Base front carry rate, first in the NFL. Look at this. Average defenders in the box for San Francisco, seven. Second in the NFL for Elijah Mitchell, and he's still uh, he's still producing. They've got a good run-blocking unit. You want to see more goal line carries? Only three in the NFL, for three in the league for, for – uh, this is not good for Elijah Mitchell, but he catches the ball as well out of the backfield, 13th in breakaway runs with seven. Uh, you know, avoided tackles, 37, 27th in the league, eh, not too good. 20.3% juke rate, 44th in the league, eh, not really great, but he's getting the volume. Look at his, look at his touches, 20-plus touches in three straight games out of, the, out of the backfield. Give me that production. Give it to me. I want it. Elijah Mitchell. And he didn't cost you anything. Most of y'all got him off waivers late in your rookie drafts or super late in dynasty startups. Elijah Mitchell, as long as San Francisco commits to him for the next couple of years, you've got you a very solid high-end RB2 that can give you RB1 weeks any week in Elijah Mitchell. Love him. 
Told you about him. I hope you got him. Elijah Mitchell, dope. RB7 in my cornerstone rankings. At RB8, I got to eat the L, man. I got to eat the L. Got to keep it real. As many times as I'm right, I got I to gotta tell you the times I was wrong. And damn it, I was wrong. Because this young back looks like he's the truth. A.J. Dillon, the 250-pound bulldozer. Sometimes you watch Green Bay and you ask yourself, is he not better than Aaron Jones? No, he's not. Not yet. But second-round draft capital on a very good team. Again, y'all know how I feel. It's not a foregone conclusion that Aaron Rodgers is gone from Green Bay, in my opinion. None of us know. We'll see how it plays out. But Matt LaFleur loves him. He plays on third downs. He can run the ball between the tackles. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I was wrong on one A.J. Dillon, and there were some uh, good people in the YouTube comments that told me I was going to be wrong about A.J. Dillon, and y'all were right, damn it. A.J. Dillon is pretty damn good. A.J. Dillon is pretty damn good. Another high-priority target for me this offseason is A.J. Dillon. Uh, You look at his advanced numbers, uh, his EPA, expected points added, eighth in the NFL, 14.1 plus points. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Good job. Production premium, seventh in the NFL. Yards created per touch, I like it. Top 20. Uh, He's not getting the type of volume as some of these other running backs, but when he gets the ball, he's doing something with it. The big boys, you know, 37th in the league in juke rate, 23.2%. Avoided tackles, you want to see this a little bit more, especially for a running back with the girth of of A.J. Dillon. Only, you know, only 36 avoided tackles. Use that power, big boy. That was my issue with him coming out of Boston College. But 15th in yards created, you know, creating 42.6 yards per game on his own. I love it. And this is an offensive line. That is makeshift. They're rebuilding it. David Bakhtiari hasn't played all year. Arguably the best tackle in the NFL or one of the best tackles in the NFL. A.J. Dillon, uh, a major buy for me in the offseason. I love him. He's got the draft capital. Situation is solid for now. We'll see how it plays out with Aaron Rodgers. But Matt LaFleur loves this kid. Got the draft capital. Got the size. And when given the opportunity, uh, he produces. All right? All right. RB, where are we at? RB9. A.J. Dillon was RB8. We're at RB9, and we're going back to the injury pool. Cam Akers. Cam Akers. Now, I am a Cam Akers lover. Going into the 2019 season, I wanted to, I wanted to see more from Cam Akers' his final season at Florida State. He delivered, been on the bandwagon since then. We saw what he did during the Rams' playoff run last season, and we were excited about what he could do this year, and he tears his Achilles tendon. But we're seeing all the videos that he's progressing well. And we're seeing examples of players now coming back from the Achilles tear. Deontay Foreman. We saw Kevin Durant, Emmanuel Sanders. And they're playing just fine. Marlon Mack, just fine. Cam Akers. Get you some Cam Akers. Again, we don't have the advanced analytics from this season because he hasn't played. But when he was, you know, when he was on the field, he was good. And this is in a weird timeshare with with uh, Daryl Henderson, which Henderson or Michelle will still be involved moving forward. Um, but not a ton to not a ton to write home about. Cam Akers rookie season was injured, cracked ribs or some kind of cartilage in his ribs were messed up. So he missed a lot of time. Uh, but hopefully when we see like average defenders in the box, he was fifth in the league during his rookie year. Uh, 7.3 defenders in the box. A lot of that probably had to do with Jared Goff. With Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., got to spread it out. You cannot stack the box or you will get destroyed by Matthew Stafford and those wide receivers. Just excited about Cam Akers' potential. 
moving forward, coming back, what he can do as a fully healthy player. Still think we still see a sprinkling of Henderson or Sony Michelle, whichever running back is there, probably Henderson, mixed in for a little bit until he's up to speed. But Akers is incredibly young. He's super talented. And if you can get him on the low from somebody that's still kind of weary about the Achilles tear, then you go ahead and lock that up. Love me some Cam Akers. And the final player, RB10. Are we going to go to the 2022 NFL Draft class? We are not. We are going to go to the dumpster fire of Duval, Jacksonville Jaguars running back, James Robinson, big-time J-Rob truther, big-time J-Rob fan, big-time Urban Meyer, not a fan. Not a fan of Urban Meyer at all. And it's hard for me to believe that all those players are that damn bad. Trevor Lawrence, LaVisca Chenault, James Robinson, Marvin. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the fact that a converted defensive back was the best offensive weapon, along with Laquan Dreadwell, the Jaguars have to offer. Prayers up for Travis Etienne if Urban Meyer sticks around. I don't know what's going to happen. But James Robinson, uh, he's on pace for another 1,000-yard season, barely, by the skin of his teeth. Uh, Back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He's got the size. He has the athleticism. He's produced early as a rookie. Trade him. Get rid of him. Do something. Or just let him be the damn guy. This is just betting on the talent of James Robinson. He's got to be a top 10 pick. Unless you're telling me Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, or Kenneth Walker are assured second to third round draft capital this draft, which I think that's a realistic possibility, but let's let the process play out. Let's let the process play out. The next big update I do this will probably be after the Senior Bowl, most likely, or after the NFL season, or right before the Super Bowl, probably right before the Super Bowl. But let's see where some of these rookies land before I just, I want to put them ahead, but I've got to see, because if Isaiah Spiller isn't drafted to the fourth round, uh, then he probably won't be RB1 if Brees Hall's drafted round two. That draft capital matters. Uh, James Robinson this season, I mean, low numbers. That's what you want to see. Tenth in juke rate, eighth in avoided tackles. 12th in yards per carry, true yards per carry in the NFL. 8th in dominator rating, yards created per touch, top 25. Listen, give him the ball. Give him the damn ball, Urban Meyer. What are we doing? What are we doing? I I don't get it. 13th in the NFL in goal line carries with 6. It's just Jacksonville is so bad. They're such a bad team. They're poorly coached. You don't know what you're getting week to week from Jacksonville, We've got another, you know, three years, three, four years left to prime James Robinson before it's over. Dynasty, running backs, got to move on. Maybe three. So we need to get that production like next year. We need it next year. And then maybe the year after that, going into the 2023 season, you sell them before the season starts. But right now, James Robinson is a top 10 uh, cornerstone running back for me. So just to rehash, we got Jonathan Taylor at number one. At two, DeAndre Swift. At three, Najee Harris. At RB4, Javonta Williams. At RB5, we've got Antonio Gibson. At RB6, J.K. Dobbins. RB7, Elijah Mitchell. Eight, we have A.J. Dillon. At RB9, we've got Cam Akers. And then at RB10, rounding out our top 10 running backs in my cornerstone rankings is James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you want 11 through whatever else the hell I got, we want to know where the rookies are. Ramondre Stevenson, I wanted to do it, but I can't do it. I'm not crazy, even though I do like the bruising running back from uh, New England. 
We just completed our fourth, third or fourth uh, 2022 Superflex three-round rookie mock draft of the month, the ADP that Jordan Backus is creating. Fantastic tool that's going to help us in our rookie drafts. The best place. I don't care who it is. I, I love all the services, Fantasy Pros, Player Profile, everybody. Love it. No better place for rookie ADP than the Prospect Talk database because we are the people who love, live, breathe college. We're putting all this stuff together uh, to help you make better informed decisions during your rookie draft, to find the Elijah Mitchells, to find the Ramondre Stevensons, to avoid the Amari Rogers of, in company. Uh, make sure you go to patreon.com forward slash prospect talk. If you stay through the whole video and like the content, hit the thumbs up button, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and engage with the good people below. I appreciate y'all. We've got more trade shows this week, and we've got our, we're going to drop our rookie mock draft, our, our first one of December, probably the first and only for December before we start to ramp that up and do two per month. Uh, stay tapped into the channel. I appreciate the support. Appreciate y'all being here. I'll be back with more soon. I'm out. Peace.